Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave, and just Josh. How's it going? Hello. I'm, I'm all right, thank you. I hope you're all well listening. Hope you're well as well, uh, Dave. Um, I think I'm still getting over the um, the result over the weekend, to be fair. Mm. Um, mm. I'm, and we've, we're, we're just recording now as... News has filtered in through that it doesn't look as though Thiago is in training either. Yeah. Both on the bright side, Canate and um, Nunez are back in training. Do you think? I... Um, do you think Klopp's regretting not registering Naby Keita? Um, is Just he back? In, is, is he yeah. back in training? Yeah. Well, that was a bit fucking stupid, wasn't it? Especially with one game left as well. Like, fair enough if you're just thinking... Well, we, we literally only have to get a result in this game and then we yeah. may as well just treat Napoli as a bit of a buy because unless we go all out and try and beat them 5-0, it's, it's, it's a bit of a pointless exercise. And Napoli... I, I, think, I think that result against Napoli has aged as well as a 4-1 defeat can age. Mm-hmm. Um, because they actually do look legitimately good, so that just dampens the chances. Whilst, that whilst we, can... we were looking legitimately bad, it's like well, like... yeah, yeah, but that just that dampens any chance of us actually getting another yeah big result over them at Anfield. Um, I'm fairly certain, haven't we? Actually, had to beat them by X amount of goals. We had to beat them by one goal or more, but no, was it? I think it was one nil, not two one. <laughs> And anything higher, yeah. So it was pretty crazy. And then obviously, I I vaguely remember that being a game where we should have won about ten nil, and Sadio Mane just forgot how to score goals. Yeah, yeah, I remember. And that. then Allison had to make that really big save at the end because hey, Lovren can't head a football. Listen, you you can't say anybody else other than Darwin Nunez has forgotten to score goals or can't finish. Hmm. That's that's the rule. Amongst Liverpool and football Twitter at the minute, it seems. So, just wanted to correct you on that one. But, I mean, we've got to go to the weekend where it looked <laughs> as though Liverpool lacked a certain Darwin Nunez amongst others. Um, it, it, what, what, what more is there to dissect other than the fact Liverpool were absolutely shite? It, yeah, we were so bad. I think a credit to Forrest in the way that they completely blocked the middle. Um, the city ground looks tiny on telly. And they just had everybody in that middle of the pitch. And we just didn't seem to know how to work around that. I don't think it helped. I think this is the one time in the one game where having inverted wingers did just wasn't the thing to do. I think the obvious change would have been to swap Elliot and Carvalho, at least interchange it a little bit. Because I, what I was saying whilst watching it was there was no flexibility. We were so rigid. We didn't move. There's no movement off the ball. Um, I thought the only one really trying to force the issue was Milner. Uh, and then he got taken off. And he got taken off. I I lost count, especially in the first half, the amount of times you just saw Fabinho and Jones three yards away from the centre-backs on the ball, not moving, just standing there. And just like, move. And Jones did move, but he went off into like a left-wing position as Carvalho came 
deeper. I, I just I just think they tried something that didn't work, and if any, it, it's brought everyone down to earth a little bit. You know, we're riding high after City and kind of squeaked past West Ham. Um, it was the wrong game to have, really, when it's you know three games in six against a team that is obviously going to show a reaction because they're in such poor form. They've had so, so much talked about. It was obviously going to be a difficult. It shouldn't have been a difficult game. We, we let Forest make it a difficult game for us. And as I said, I thought Forest played really well. But they didn't have to work hard to win the game. And that's that's the disappointing thing. It didn't look like I was watching a Klopp team Saturday. And that was the really, really disappointing thing that it was. It, disappointing is the word. I'm not angry about it. Um, it's frustrating, but it's. We, we've said before that thankfully this season we can kind of um watch games like that and not be completely um devastated about it because it doesn't mean we're going to lose the title that we've lost the game it just means that we need to do better we need to do better next time but that one looked like a game where we chucked a system together and we hadn't really worked on it too much and people looked a a little bit lost well to be fair, it looked like the system that we moved to once we made the changes in the West Ham game and we completely fell off a cliff once mm. we switched to it. I think Firmino plays too high. I think if you're going to play Firmino through the middle, he has to be a bit more withdrawn. And it was a four-four-two, and it just looked too blunt. There was nothing in, in, in between the lines... I know there was no real gaps to play in, but you've got to force Forrest to you've got to force Forrest to give you those gaps. We didn't. It was so pedestrian, it was so slow, there was no tempo, it was it was just bad. And we've said before, you can't really say whether teams had an okay game. It's always if it's really good or really bad. But Saturday was really bad. That was like as low as it could probably go. Um I think we could probably be pleased we've got a team like Ajax. Um, tomorrow because they're going to obviously try and attack the game because they need to uh, they need to get points so the spaces will work will be there and you'll probably see things click a little bit more but we didn't react well enough to a team that was always just going to bank in behind the ball Steve Cooper came out and said we were always going to let the, let them have the ball it was always going to be a game like that and that just seems to play into their hands more than ours which really shouldn't be the case when you've been allowed over 70% of the ball to not create, I think we created what I would say one chance at open play, which was Carvalho's in the first half. Everything else was set pieces. I think if Forrest could defend set pieces properly, they'd have had the easiest game of their lives. <clears throat> yeah, well, I mean, including set pieces, I think Virgil van Dijk probably could have had a hat trick. Um, that's probably not harsh to say. I do feel like that wasn't really taken into consideration on the XG totals. Um, don't get me wrong, Forrest did create the chances, and I mean, they had the guilty chance for the goal. That's just, you know, it, there's not much more once that initial phase is through that you can do about a fairly lucky bounce off the post. Um, but Alisson makes a Ridiculous I would, say, save. I would I would say not give away the free kick in the first place if I'm being really critical of Joe Gomez, which I'm gonna well, be today. Uh, I thought he well, was horrendous. 
yeah, well, I, yeah, I, I, I've got a bit of a an agenda supposedly against our Joe, so I'll. <laughs> it's more the fact that st- straight after it, he has another one-on-one where he just leaves. He lets the player get it. He just lets the. I Was this the one where he's like running back to goal and he's not yeah. even looking at, looking the, at ball the ball? Is. Which, yeah. If he looks at the ball, he realizes actually I'm two yards away from this. I can just go and get it. Yeah, it's doesn't, um... doesn't need to foul and get a yellow card because weirdly he's really quick and would have caught him in a one v one. Virgil Van Dyke's covering him as well. It, it was just too many times. I think Joe Gomez can let little things get to his head, and that's it. There's, there's no return. Yeah, I want to. Really did just get change out of Joe Gomez all game. Like, I think he may have won one off the top of my head, one duel against them all. What sixty minutes? How many he was on the pitch? Mm. Um, I think that was that was literally what felt like Forrest's only way of progressing the ball was to just sit him on Gomez. Um, and, and as I said, he, he got the change out of him and he, he got Forrest moving up the pitch. And I don't really think Forrest were anything special at all. They are a championship side. That isn't me just disrespecting them because I like some of the players they've got. Gibbs White, I like. Uh, Lingard could be certainly playing at a high level. Awanee is a decent enough striker. Um, but. Well, that's the really worrying thing. If they're a championship level side, exactly, how hell, yeah. How the hell have we not created more than one open play chance? Like, I feel like Liverpool of years gone by would have found a way to get at them, which was obviously down the sides. But we were probably hamstrung by the fact I think Cavalier was a complete non-entity. Um, I think I touched on it last week as well. I just don't think he's really ready at the minute. You know, I, I don't want to jump on the kid. I don't, think, I don't, think, I don't think he's ready to play on the left, to be honest. No, he's, I mean, we, we saw it against Rangers. He's just... The games can be a bit too physical for him. Um, I just... I, I, I think it, I, I, my view on it is, and this might sound really basic, if he's always drifting inside, just play him as a 10. Well, if, yeah. If you're yeah. going to play him, just play him in a ten as a 10 and stop letting him vacate a part of the pitch it's actually very important for building an attack yeah because Robertson wasn't particularly quick to run into that space either um, but I, I thought Robertson played well in the opportunities he got that is um, he, he he was overlapping well which was a bit more bizarre to me why we didn't use that avenue a bit more we have Milner playing well as well Obviously, Milner gets taken off. Trent comes on, and he's a bit more conservative in his position, and he's a bit deeper. Which, again, we didn't really need. We needed to get around the outside of them, which Trent is more than capable of. It's not a Trent he, issue; he, it's a he was, role he, issue. He was doing that more than I've seen him though this season. Yeah, but I think that was because Forrest were just naturally seeding the space anyway. He was just moving yeah. up into the space that they were giving him. But he did it. He did it against West Ham as well. It was. It was quite noticeable how much he, more he was overlapping rather than coming into the middle, which is nice because that's where he is. Just he can cross a ball, you know. And so at least there seems to be some sort of evolution there. But 
yeah, he didn't. He didn't really do much when he came on, did he? Really? I just, I, I don't understand how we we struggle with that four three three, and then the struggles were particularly defensively. And then we turned around and went, you know what? It's going to fix this. Let's move to a four four two. And I, I don't understand the logic in it because I don't think we've looked particularly convincing with it. I mean, depending on what you classify the City game as, really, but. That West Ham game, there was so many alarm bells going in that West Ham game. We did not look convincing in the slightest. I mean, you were saying that this result really dampened people's expectations for the season. I think the performance against West Ham did. I think second half personally. performance. I thought first half we were brilliant up until the penalty. I thought first half we were brilliant, but the issue is our players don't seem to be able to play 60 minutes without breaking. Mm. Like the likes of Thiago it Nunez. Seemed to like... be, it seemed to be, though... Um, that almost looked like an instructed second half performance though because there was nothing there was no real move to change what was kind of unfolding in that second half against West Ham and it struck me as that remember in previous seasons where we just handbrake went on with half an hour to go and it was just kind of like just win the game and it, our, rota- our rest and rotation was in the last 30 minutes it just seems to be we'd done that for the whole half and went into first gear and just cruised whilst also letting a, a team that are quite good do their thing without really trying to change it. Because the urgency completely went. And whether you say that, whether that is the whole fitness aspect and we can't actually physically do it, which would worry me as well. Um, I don't know. But the whole week, has just been incredibly strange, you know, the highs of beating City and then a big wobble and then a collapse, really. It just, it does a, you do ask the question, what is the way forwards? Yeah it, 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 yeah, it just leaves you kind of hopeless, doesn't it? It's like, I, I, yeah, it's just, I, I, I said on Twitter, it, it felt like one of those end of era Rogers performance it's not that this is the end of the Klopp era this, this is this is me saying that but it, it felt like one of those really stale possession based positional play no no fluidity no individuality about the team in the slightest everything just seemed so I don't know like just it is it's just a stale possession football and... i thought the most alarming thing was if we are trying to play possession football the amount of passes we misplaced that were under no pressure just passing it to a forest well, the, player the amount of times for went to break the lines into the middle and forest just s it up because they had about a million players in the middle of the park and it was like just play that ball but out widely Hate to say it, it, but it was it was a game for Salah being on the right. <laughs> probably was, yeah, it probably it was, and then we just left them up front. Yeah, but this this is what we've been saying all along about. Like we haven't looked convincing tactically all season, and we've just stared another team in the face, saw what they're doing, and just let them do it. We haven't really, like tried to find any way around their shape. We just kind of kept on hitting it with a sledgehammer and we didn't break through. And again, we just kind of 
shrugged and huffed and puffed and nothing, nothing came of it. And like, this is a really pivotal part of our season because this stretch is really winnable. This stretch could get us back in the top four race. Especially when you look at the results from the weekend. You know, you've just seen Chelsea and Man United take points off each other. Uh, Arsenal dropping points as well. I don't think they'll be in a title race, but they will be in a, the race for the top four. Um, Tottenham dropping points. Everybody we needed to drop points, yeah. drop points, and we lose 1-0 to Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Without, um, without even... I mean, fair enough, if, if Dean Henderson's had a worldie and we've lost on, on the break, you kind of go off. Oh, that's annoying, but we we should have won the game. You look at the XG... It's it's an even one. Both teams getting over two, and it's when do you see Liverpool teams conceded two xG? Was it four in the last five games have, have had two plus xG? Opposition teams against Liverpool. I mean, yeah, that that's one of the most worrying things, isn't it? It's not even like look at Klopp's last season with Dortmund, and they were just massive they outliers. Were the second, they were the second best team in the league. Yeah, they, they were just massive <laughs> outliers on, on the underlying numbers, whereas. Liverpool this season have been pretty poor, especially when you take that 9-0 against Bournemouth House. Like, just... Which you should. You should always take anomalies out. Well, mm, I, I don't know. But it's just, yeah, it's it's another it's another performance that just left us kind of bewildered and in a bit of a no-man's land yet again. Um. Yeah, th- there's not much more to say. I mean, I'm also incredibly worried about our consistent level of injuries now, and the fact that it does seem to be something that the club is doing that is contributed to it. Because I've not seen a, a crisis like this, uh, and the fact that it's happened now two in the last three seasons, a big injury crisis. Um, and it's muscle injuries now. Whereas before there was a lot of impact, so you can kind of go, well, that's just unlucky. This, how many how many different players have been injured this season? It's 18 or something? Oh, yeah. Crazy like that. Before, it doesn't feel like players can play more than 60 minutes. It's it's ludicrous. Like We used to hardly use subs, and now we're using the five every single game, it feels like. And we're actually worse off for it. <laughs> or, or or at least three. And that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not preventing the injuries. And this isn't to say that, um, you know, I, people came at me with a very valid retort of, well, you, you don't know. And I, I don't know, but ultimately we are taking these preventative measures. Well, what seems to be preventative measures and we're still getting people getting injured. Obviously, I mean, something's wrong. Whether or not it's it's the amount of minutes to play, and whether or not they could play anymore, or the training regime, or the preseason, who knows? But something is wrong ultimately because you can't account for these injuries. People are saying it's the, the lack of a club doctor. Fuck knows. I don't even know what role a club doctor will play at the club, so I'm not really gonna, you know, question that particularly. But. <laughs> There's got to be something wrong, and you'd hope that somebody at the club's doing a thorough investigation into what is going on and what is going wrong, and looking into how to go about resolving it. Because, as you said, it's two out of three seasons now, and the, I mean the other season it was it was just you know pretty freak injuries, but this season there's just no excuse. 
there's just no excuse. And you could say poor squad plan and you can say whatever, but ultimately, Liverpool would be without a, a good chunk of their best players for time this season. And that's just not really acceptable, especially when it seems to be muscle injuries that can be hopefully, hopefully preventative because if not, it's going to be a bit of a worry going forward, isn't it? Yeah, especially now that there are more, t- there are teams that run as much, maybe more than Liverpool, who aren't getting these injuries. I mean, look at Tottenham, they've only had a few. They probably, I would say, run as much as we do in terms of the intensity of it. City do. City are an intense team when they play. United have looked at it now. Arsenal, they're not getting injuries like this. So you could say it's unlucky, but the way they're talking about Jota, for instance, that sounds like it's pretty serious. I would say he's probably, what, torn something. Because, you know, Klopp's getting his old quotes out about looking at waiting for him, waiting for your, your husband in prison or whatever it is. <laughs> uh, whatever happens, whenever in a crisis, that man can still produce the bullshit, can't he? Yeah. Um, He's like a much more likable Brendan Rodgers when things are going wrong. Brendan Rodgers with a nice smile. Dog shagger. Look at that. They like the man. I don't think a lot of the full fans really like Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> I think, for I think Leicester fans have realised that oh, actually they were right. Everybody comes to that realisation yeah. at some point. Celtic fans did as well. Oh Everybody gets to the point where they just can't really take any more Brenton Rogers. <laughs> but um Yeah, so I I I I put the question on the pod um Twitter page of without going all Brian O'Driscoll, is this a point to maybe look at getting another voice in the backroom staff? Because I mean it and and this isn't to say that to get rid of the likes of Linders. I'm not saying that. I'm saying add another another. I think he, I think he maybe needs a little less responsibility. Bless him. Um, I think we've said this before. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. It's who would Klopp work with? You know, it seems like he has full control over the footballing side of things and the coaching side of things. Um, in terms of who's appointed, I don't know who Klopp worked. Has he worked with anybody else in his career apart from Buvac? I don't know. I don't know who he could add. I don't think it'd be a terrible, terrible idea. Um, but I wouldn't know who that person is. I mean, because if if you look at, for example, the Manchester City sideline. Like, Guardiola goes to games with a fucking fan behind them. Like, they have... They have... Well, it's probably a lot of cones that he's putting out. <laughs> they have, like, a half a dozen coaches behind them, and they're, they're pretty famous coaches. Uh, obviously, Rodolfo Barral used to be with those, but Carl Arteta in the past. Um, you've got La Volpe. Canal La Volpe. Anybody who's read Pep Confidential knows who La Volpe is. Um and th- th- there's a few others there, you know. You've had Dominic Torrent down the down the lines when he was at Bayern Munich. That and Lilo stuff of this nature. Was that a fella? I think. Sorry, that's that's Lavolf. Is Lavolf? Oh, sorry, I don't know who that is. 
I'm, sorry, I'm getting fucking mixed up here. I think Lavolpe is the in tactical theory he came up with. Or whatever. Anyway, yeah, Juan Mar Lilo, his name is. That, that's his yeah. name. Yeah, so they've got Lilo, Burrell, and, and, and all these other guys. And there's another one who fucking whinges all the time as well. Um, we, we've, we've got what? Klopp, Blinders, Kravietz, and Matos. Yeah. Is that our, is that our posse? Well, I don't know. I don't know how much of a say Matos has in. Well, he's our bridge, isn't he? He's. But the, that was the Linders, wasn't it? Talent group, yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you give him more responsibility? Because well, yeah, no, that, a, that's fine. G- give him more responsibility. Coach, if 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 that's what if that's the person that needs adding to this, to, well, to the boot, the, the quote unquote boot room, um. Then, then fine. Get, get, give him more responsibility because maybe we do need more ideas. I don't know. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not a fly on the wall. I'm not too sure. But I, it, it does beg the question as well. Does Klopp learn? I mean, this has happened at Dortmund. I think he now. definitely does learn. That, that I think he it, definitely does learn. But I think at Dortmund, his loyalty broke players, and it led to injuries and a collapse, which was obviously in his last season. They brought it back because the players came back and, as you said, were still the second-best team in Germany, statistically. It's happened now. Players, as, as we've said, don't look like they can run anymore. Um, do don't you think just... it's, not, it's not just those players, though. It's, it's like Nunez. Like, but we, don't know, we don't know what Nunez has put himself through to kind of, you know, show after the red card... It can happen when you make it. No, titty, no, but that, that's all stuff. within the club's control, though. Yeah. Like, the, the club should be able to monitor that, whether it's tactically or physically. Like, it, well, it a lot of the players. Like you can get 90 minutes out of Nunez. He feels like a 60 minute player at the minute. A lot of the players were training on Sunday, and I was a bit kind of saying, why? You know, there was Milner was photographed training on Sunday. It's like, you just played. We're already struggling with injuries. Why not just give them a day off to, you know, rest the body a little bit? And I just wonder, have they put more demands on them? Because it thinks it can happen, can't it? If you're not doing well, you're asked to work harder and it actually kind of compounds the the problem. Yeah, I mean... This 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 squad looks like it needs two weeks off. I mean, if, 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 you, if you look at the first 11, nah, look at the first 11, for example, I played against Forrest. Of of those players, how many are you reliant on for ninety minutes? Uh, let me get eleven up. I'd say Salah, Firmino, Milner. What in that game? In that game, uh, Firmino and Robertson, and that's. I wouldn't even say Milner because you've got Trent on the bench. No, but no, but I mean, phys- just physically reliant. Oh, right. You can get through ninety minutes. That's five well, players of eleven. I'd like to think Harvey Elliott can play ninety minutes, and it's a... yeah, Elliott probably could. So six, six of eleven. So it's, uh, I mean, look and at the our rest are already well. injured. So fucking hell, look at the bench as well. Yeah, I don't know, and you know, Jota. Don't get me wrong; it's on his hamstring this time, but he keeps on having reoccurring injuries. Diaz, Diaz was one of those semi-freak um, impact injuries, wasn't it? Yeah, he gets landed on. Yeah, so fair enough. 
Thiago. Fucking ear infection. He's I mean, got an on. ear infection. Well, which... he's, he's either playing or got a sick note, and it's. I mean, to be fair, you can't play with an ear infection. If, if you've got a bad enough ear infection, you cannot play a game. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I don't, he should be playing. It's just it's ridiculous how often he's unavailable for for little things as well as freak injuries. Yeah. To be fair, I thought. I thought Jones did his job. I guess. He's not Thiago, is he? Ultimately, he, he also showed again that he is too slow releasing the ball. He got caught oh, on yeah. the ball way too often. Yeah, he doesn't know what's behind him. Like a uh, 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 dad is it now for for Curtis is, Jones? Is he? Like, uh, why did he throw him in? Because I, mean, got... I think he is more similar to Thiago than Jordan Anderson. But he's never done it before, really. At least Jordan Henderson's um, played in it too. Okay, you know, he hasn't played team. in a two, but I think he's played a similar role before, just in a three. Just think it was the wrong person to put in at the last minute. If it happened a couple of days before, he could have given him a bit of training time. But by all accounts, the decision what made at five o'clock in the morning. Don't think I don't personally think Curtis Jones is the one you you turn to in that situation. I don't think he did badly. It's one of them. It's you. You can have a game in between good and bad. I would say, you know, six out of ten. I mean, to be fair, after the performance Fabinho and Henderson put on mm. against West Ham, <laughs> I, I have I actually walked out of the match and went, they can never play as a two ever again because there's just no semblance of of balance with them. And it really. looks like the club is getting punished again for. For I don't know how to say again because we're talking about it again, not the fact that it's happened before. Um, getting punished for waiting for a player that now looks like is more fifty-fifty with another club than he was in the summer. Well, I, yeah. So okay, we can get on to Bellingham. the The issue for me wouldn't be not getting Bellingham. The issue would be that we've waited for Bellingham. Mm. Oh, not no problem with Jude Bellingham deciding to join Real Madrid. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't choice. think he's going to move to England. If he's not coming to Liverpool, I can't. The only English club I, I could have seen him going to is Chelsea. I, I but don't it's not know just Bellingham, is it, after the summer? You know, you, you look at, I mean, Chiromani's trending on Twitter, so I think we could all work out who's talking about him. But <laughs> um, that was a big decision. And... Let's face it, if we'd signed Chiromeni for 60 million, would we have signed Nunez? I don't know. Um, but not knowing that you needed a new midfielder, targeting that midfielder, not getting that midfielder, that's the difference with the Bellingham one, is that we actually didn't get him. He did choose some, somewhere else. And then going, oh, we'll leave it. Yeah, but the question then is, would we have signed Bellingham as well if Chiumeni? I don't know, but I think the problem was, they obviously knew the problem was now, not in a year's time. I think the club just acts as and when certain players are available. I think the club has some horrendous decision makers higher up. Well, I mean that that's what comes down to. We've the... got. We've got it, a sporting director now who I think is, has done a good job in the limited time, but he's got no experience of squad planning. 
And yes, you could say Edwards didn't, but Edwards had a very, very experienced background in recruitment beforehand. Julian Ward has literally just shadowed Michael Edwards for a year. Um, I think Julian Ward's been left in a horrible position, really, as an inexperienced sporting director, having to choose between two or three different areas to, to strengthen because, and I am going to be a little bit critical of FSG here, and it's not a case of I want them out and things like that, they don't spend money. And if that's the avenue they go down, that's that's fine. They're our owners. That's how we need to work. But trusting an, an, an inexperienced sporting director to... It does look like they went, okay, we're not strengthening the midfield. We're going to get the... We're going to sort the attack out. And that's why we went for Nunez. We wouldn't have signed both, I don't think. Um... But there was an issue in there, and they know there was an issue because they've gone and signed um, somebody on loan on the last day who is out for four months now. It's... No, don't get me wrong, I'm fairly certain we'll sign someone in January. But the issue is, as was when we were left with the centre-back mess, then, like, I, I actually think we're more in need of a midfielder now than we probably were a centre-back at that point. Because I think everything else has deteriorated as well. I could kind of, I can, with the club on the centre back issue, you can kind of say, well, we didn't expect that to happen to Van Dyke. There's no sort of inkling in the past that he would be out for, for that long. And you do try and hedge your bets a little bit. I could see why they try and hedge their bets on the centre back and say, well, let's see if we can get another season. But then he ended up down to, down to Nat Phillips again this season, though. Like, I just we, think we, we were with, one injury away from Phillips again. Yeah, well, with the midfield, there's too many people in there that you can't rely on. But that's that, that's the thing. Everyone else is deteriorated around that midfield now. A couple of yeah. years ago, we were, you know, well, we would be champions, weren't we? Yeah. So, you know, that that's and ultimately, you know, we we pulled through and we finished fourth, but. This season, I don't think it helps that everybody else has seemingly improved bar Chelsea um, as well. That 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 doesn't help. But as I said, everything else has, has kind of felt to bits. We haven't got that uh, as as much as I think Nunez has been harshly treated <laughs> so far. We haven't got that kind of proven commodity in money up front with Salah. Um so yeah, I I definitely do think the midfield needs to be addressed, and that was a mistake that we made in the summer, and that and that was a mistake that a lot of fans, myself included, were happy to go along with. Um, and and put that faith in the club to I think make the right decision, be, and they there didn't. Has, there has to stop this um, stubbornness when it comes to transfer targets. They have, yeah, they have, because because the, the the clubs around us are becoming more and more ruthless as well. And I'm I'm sorry, you you might have to overrule the manager a, a few more times and tell him this is the structure you're working in. Um, as long as it fits your style of football, you need to coach that player. That is your job. You are the head coach of the of the team. And because it does seem like sometimes it's it's Klopp's decision, and that's fine what he's there for but he's admitted they made a mistake this this summer and i think if it's 
going to be a case of, well, Klopp, Klopp saying he doesn't want this person or he only wants this one, you kind of turn around and say, well, if you want to be challenging for the title, if you want to have more players available, just accept who we're, we're giving you. And, you know, he's always worked in that sort of environment of because I think things were a little bit more ruthless under D- at Dortmund. They got players he didn't particularly want. But we've got a really good um, analytics department as a club. And I would say with a fair degree of confidence, they could give him players or suggest players that would work, even if he they're not his first choice. And I think that needs to become a little bit more accepted. I mean, that ultimately comes down to who is making what decision at the club. I mean, you were going off at the owners before for the, for the funds, but I don't even know who's making that decision. I don't know whether that's a conscious decision. Maybe it's pushed by Mike Gordon. Or whether that's just how the sporting director runs the club. I don't know. Nobody knows. and Nobody knows who's making these decisions. And Maybe we could probably... (laughs) Well, nobody seems to ask. I mean, we we seem to have a lot more idea of the inner workings of the club through (laughs) through the club mouthpieces in the past. I think that's dwindled a lot in the last couple of years. Maybe that's because Julian Ward's taking the reins and that's just not his way of going about things. Um, you know, I think certain players have left the club and certain people aren't getting exclusives. Um, unless you want team news, that's back. Well, unless you want team news. Well, no, that was wrong. Or was it, or was it right? One player it was being wrong? Taken or was it? The last yeah. Oh, right, well, fuck, yeah. Um, yeah, I got that the night before on WhatsApp. And yeah. a, a little a little message um, to help me out here. Obviously, we've seen Simakas and Robertson rotate around quite a lot this season. Um, Simakas is on my bench on FPL. So if anybody gets the team news before the deadline at 11 o'clock on Saturday, can you please let me know if Simakas is playing? I'll just swap him out for uh, Joachim Anderson if, uh, if he is. Thanks. Right, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just ha- um. Well, I'll just say a note on the lovely chance. Um, heard about the city ground once again this weekend. Uh, after club made a statement, um, have I missed no. the club making a statement? So the club haven't made a statement. No. How does that make sense? Um, is it because they've had more issues with City and they just wanted to? But uh, it, it, it should it be, as, as we said, it should have been a temp, uh, a scheduled tweet and already <laughs> yeah. written, ready to go, because it was always going to happen. You know, like, Midlands, England's fucking pricks, <laughs> Forest fans. It, they it, are to do with Heisel, apparently. Yeah, God save the king, right into always the victims. Yeah, it, it really seems like it has a lot to do with Heisel. It's it's bollocks. It's bollocks, and it's it's being enabled by the club if they're not. Like the club need to be held to task, and of like the, the the support groups, the the fan unions need to hold the club account to account. Over then you get then you get Jay, then you get Jamie Carragher having a discussion about how the Villa chants aimed at Gerrard just aren't that nice on Monday Night Football. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just like, well, yeah. why don't you actually highlight other chanting that talks about 
you know, human beings losing their lives. What about Gerard's family member that passed away? Mm. Uh, uh, Hillsborough, you know, do you not want to discuss the derogatory things getting said about him and Stephen's extended family, who I'm sure are still grieving to this very day because they have to, because there's these chants that can be heard audibly on television every fucking week at this point. Are we not going to have this conversation? I mean, Carragher has a... Doesn't he have a a weekly piece in the Telegraph? Yeah. Like, well, you, you know... <laughs> it's not like these people don't have a voice. They do. I mean, the, the club of all fucking things have a voice. The, the fan unions, the, everybody has a voice to, to push this. And once again, it just hasn't been followed up on. And it's just it's so bitterly disappointing. Um, what what what's his name? The the, the cartoonist. Uh, Dave, is it David Squires? Yeah, he he did a a you know a, a really pretty powerful cartoon about it. And that's all. That that's all I've seen in in the mainstream from any of these newspapers rep- reporting on it. It's it's just it's it's ridiculous and it, it it's it's pointless to say it needs to stop because you just feel like you're shouting into the ether, but the people that can do something about it need to do something about it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just really disappointing to see nothing from the club after they did the right thing against City to not follow that up. Is just I I don't understand it. I don't understand the logic behind it. But. Um, anyway, on to this week's fixtures. So we've got Ajax tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday. And we've got Leeds on Saturday, which could... Could that possibly be Jesse Marsh's last game, depending on... I, w- I just wouldn't be surprised if we had the fucking new manager bounce again against us. Against Leeds? As in, yeah, Leeds have a new manager by that no. game. Why would they have a new manager by that game? Are they playing midweek? No, they just hate him. The fans hate him. <laughs> yeah, no, they hate him. But I don't think he, I think if he was going, he'd be gone. It's still only Tuesday. Nah, I think he'd be gone. I think right be that, gone, he has. They have the game of his life, and it keeps his job. I mean, to be fair, I mean I haven't watched much Leeds, and to be fair, they, they seem to be one of those teams that's like very close, but yet so far away. They seem to dominate most of the games they play. And then, yeah, and then they get beaten Beaten. short stints. Yeah, like Leicester the other week. I think they outshot Leicester 3-1 to and had more possession and still lost. Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I mean, Leeds have good attackers. They could definitely cause us issues. It's whether or not we can cause them problems going the other way. And, I mean, certainly not if we've got this stale, monotonous... Well, they could certainly run rings around us. Style of play. Um, yeah. I we're, mean, fast, we're fast becoming a very boring team to watch, which is actually very disappointing. Well, it's the antithesis of a Klopp team at the minute, it feels like. They can't run. They're very stale in possession. There's no fluidity. Bring back Brubach. <laughs> I love this football. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so four goals every week. I, I think Leeds days. could be fairly challenging, and I think Ajax is going to be challenging because Ajax have been flying since. Then they get rid of that big mutant. 
Schroeder. Who? Oh, have they still got him in charge? I think he's still there. Is he? <laughs> Joe, I think the game's... I think it's going to be absolutely horrible. No, no, he's still there. Oh. Do they still have that Jimmy Bullard wannabe in goal? Is he still playing every week? Yeah, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they've won 4-1, 7-1. Oh, great. 4-2. But, that's, oh, but that 4-2 was bookended by a 6-1 and a 4-2. I'd say there's going to be goals in that yeah. one. But um, I've gone from being semi-confident because of the teams were playing to not really confident at all. Like, I don't know if we're going to win the next two games. I think we'll beat um, Leeds. Mainly because Leeds just seemingly can't defend. Then again, you don't always have to be able to defend against an attack that doesn't work. So, um, I think we'll beat Leeds. I don't think we're going to win tomorrow. I think we'll draw at Ajax. I mean, the draw's fine. Mm. But we need a win. The whole club needs a win. And it needs a 90-minute performance. It needs a complete performance. It needs something exciting to watch. And it probably needs that not at Anfield before the Leeds game. Yeah, I mean, we haven't, we haven't won a single away game. All season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously got nothing to do with the fact that I'm going, but, you know. What was it, two points? Two points in the league this season away from home? Two points, yeah. And I've only been there for one of the points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. I've been to four away games and we've been beating three of them. Yeah. Fucking hell. And the other one was the Derby as well. Fucking Jesus wept. Oh. You know what? Let's go with the let's get the predictions in because I'm I'm getting I'm getting depressed. Yeah, we're not help. Yeah, it's not a great listen, guys. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't, I don't. I this think... is what happens when we record and we lose. If we just stick to recording when we win, it's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like you're banging on the same point every week. Yeah, it doesn't give us, doesn't give us very much to talk about, does it? Yeah, just, no, we're just, we're shit. You just feel like you've just been a moaning bastard. Move on, we're shit. Move on. Yeah. Um, uh, but go on, Ajax. I'm gonna go two two, and I'm going to say I've come up with some really left field predictions recently, like Trent in a five nil win at the Forest. Fucking hell! Uh, I am just gonna go very plain and simple, Mo Salah. <laughs> I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go two two as well. Ooh. Um, and I'll go. You can't with... say for me, no. I'll go with Salah as well. So I'll copy you. Oh, I've given you Allah apparently. Oh, nice. Um. And Saturday against Leeds. What are you going for? I'm saying 3-1 Nunez. Um, 
He'll score all three goals off the bench. <laughs> I'll go 2-1. And I will... I've got to ask. Go... I've got to ask. To Liverpool. <laughs> oh, yeah, to Liverpool. <laughs> and I'll go Nunez as well. Oh, dear. Talk about originality. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, points. Um, what was the West Ham score? 1-0. So, Blaine gets a three-pointer because Nunez did score first. And then four points because he said we'd win 2-0. Uh, no, sorry, three, five points because he said we'd win two nil, and we get two points each because it finished two nil at uh, one nil, and we predicted two. So uh, you're on six, I'm on six, Blaine's on five, and Shane is on one. Sorry, Shane. That forest is just all reds. On my spreadsheet because we all got it wrong. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Well, hopefully we've got a bit more positivity to spout next week. It's unlikely. Literally, just regurgitating exactly what we've said this week. But we might, if if it's very similar, we will just re-upload this pod. Next yeah, week. <laughs> yeah, and and if, uh, every time like we reference a game, we'll just like put like a Google Translate <laughs> robot voiceover. <laughs> just that over it. Right. Okay. Yeah. We could always post edit. Just re-record the difference. I don't. I I'm not a big editor, the Josh. I just. Balance the levels out, trim it here and there, bish bash bosh. That's more than I did when I was editing them. On the interwebs. Well, uh, well. anyway, so hopefully you've you've enjoyed it. If we've brought you down, we apologise. Please give us suggestions of things you want us to talk about when we lose. Yeah. That could yeah. be a good thing. Tweet us at Top Red Podcast. Yeah, we might do a bit of a mailbag um, when we get beat. <laughs> Yeah, just just the the, the, the the post result depression podcast, and we can we could talk about whatever if you want us to review TV programs or films or or you know anything. Uh, we'll do that because oh yeah, so talking about football is sure as hell crap when we're not very good. Yeah, well, if we get beat, keep an eye out at Topper Podcast on Twitter, and I'm sure we'll bang something up on there but anyway thanks for listening it's been emotional in a bad way um hopefully see you next week with more positive events thanks for listening